please make a joyful noise to the Lord. Stand to your feet. When the message is coming, you don't sit down. The word of God is coming, you don't sit down. Praise the Lord. I'd like you to lift up your voice and say, I have the mighty God. In this situation, in the economy situation, my God is mighty. In the day, my God is mighty. In the night, my God is mighty. In difficult, my God is mighty. In all situations, I serve a living God that is mighty. Come on, give praise to God. Hallelujah. Let me welcome your neighbor, send the ball. Welcome to church. Do you know every day, in every way, I'm getting better. Financially, I am getting better. Spiritually, I'm getting better. Physically, I'm getting better. In all situations, I'm getting better. And the devil is failing. He's on the ground, under my feet. In Jesus' name. Give your neighbor a high five. Say, welcome. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. One of the most important things in the kingdom, or working, or ensuring that we have a successful work in the kingdom, is knowing who the Holy Spirit is. So I was uh, amazed this morning when I realized that the workers' class was treating something in that direction. Some of us just know Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. We really don't know who He is and how we can successfully relate with Him and have a glorious Christian life. Praise the Lord. So my assignment this morning is to introduce to us the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Until you know who Holy Spirit is, you will struggle in the kingdom assignment. And don't forget that our Greater Food Conference is basically to equip us with important aspects of the Christian faith so that we can succeed in our personal lives and succeed in the things of God. And I pray that as we take this journey, we will not fall on the way in Jesus' name. We will get to our destination in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. And this morning I'm starting with the, the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 2. Genesis is the major book in the Bible where everything 
in the Christian faith is established. If you do not understand Genesis chapter 1 and 2 3, you won't understand the Bible. Everything has its root in the book of Genesis. And those who teach, they teach often, starting with the book of Genesis. Praise the Lord. And this Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 2, is going to be my basic main anchor for this teaching. And the second one is coming with two part message. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 2. It's a two part message I'm teaching from this verse. And today, I, the Holy Spirit will help me to lay the foundation, and then we'll finish it next week. Praise the Lord. My topic, again, is knowing the Holy Spirit. Knowing the Holy Spirit. Genesis 1, verse 1 to 2. I read from the Holy Spirit. Bible. Always with feed the Bible. We all know that Genesis is the first book in the Bible. So you don't have a problem. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Then verse 2. The earth was without form, a void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Precious God, we thank you. Thank you for teaching us again this morning and for opening our hearts to understand, to assimilate, to hear and receive your word into our spirit. Thank you, Father Lord, for elucidation, for clear explanation and understanding and assimilation. Take control and let your people be edified. And let your name be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Most, like I said, most of the principles of Christian faith are established in the book of Genesis. Now, the scripture we read. It tells us how we get to know or how we get introduced to the Holy Spirit. How we get to know or how we get introduced to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is here. Uh, We are here introduced to the Holy Spirit in three ways. The first thing is that From the scripture we read, we get the understanding that the Holy Spirit 
is the Spirit of God. That's number one. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. And a further understanding means that if the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, then He is God Himself. So don't have the wrong notion that the Holy Spirit is part of God. Praise the Lord. He is God Himself. Praise the Lord. You cannot separate from your spirit. You and your spirit are one and the same. So, the Holy Spirit is God. That's first understanding that we get from that scripture. Number two understanding is that the Holy Spirit is present. The Holy Spirit is what? Present. What do I mean by that? He is always there. If you want to experience God, you do so through the person of the Holy Spirit. He is a manifestation of the presence of God. He is a manifestation of the presence of God. So when the Holy Spirit is in place, then God is there. And interestingly, the Holy Spirit is always moving, is always walking, is always there, is never absent. Is always there. In Matthew 28, verse 20, he said, I am with you always, even to the end of age. I am with you always, even to the end of age. And a lack of understanding by some people who say, ah, you do something wrong and the, the Holy Spirit leaves you. That's nothing like that. Praise the Lord. I remember in those days in Afman Church, we heard a very elderly woman say, or teaching them, say, when you do this, the Holy Spirit leaves you. The Holy Spirit is always present. That means that in your darkest moment, and it looks as if nothing is happening, it looks as if they are drowning, and you feel as if, ah, it's, I don't think God is with you. No, God is with you. He is always there. And if God makes promise, like I told you, it is a promise that he has kept. So if he says, I am with you always, even to the end of age, God is with you. As you are sitting here, he is here. Praise the Lord. And they say, where two or more are gathered, I am in their midst. God is here. Praise the Lord. He is with you. Sometimes we get um, uh, intimidated in a service when you see some people manifesting the presence of God. Or some people, you see them worshiping and crying. You see them, you know, all the you know, or they even come up with a prophetic utterance, and you are just there, nothing. The Holy Spirit is also 
avail. Praise the Lord. Never feel uh, 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 intimidated or whatever. If inferior. If you are born again, 24-7, the Holy Spirit is, is what? His presence. Hallelujah. You remember the the, 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 the ship where the, all the disciples were there traveling and then the ship was experiencing a lot of problems. It was about to capsize. And it was as if there was no God there, but he was there. <laughs> he was there. In fact, he was so there, he was even sleeping comfortably as if nothing is happening. And you are the one intimidating. Uh, intimidating. But when they called him, he rose up to calm the storm. If you know that the Holy Spirit is always with you, first, never be afraid of any situation you are facing. Because that is opposite of God. God does not walk with fear. But when you do not have fear and stand up and say this, He will rise up for you. He will calm the storm in your life. He will calm the storm in your marriage. He will calm the storm in your finances. He will calm the storm in your health. He will give you a breakthrough. He will show you that is a mind to God that you serve. Can somebody shout amen? Amen. Number three things I like us to draw from that scripture of Genesis 1, verse 1 to 2, is that the Holy Spirit moves. He is not stationary. He moves. The Bible says he hovers. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit is constantly walking. Not just present, but walking and moving. The Spirit of God is not stagnant or it's not stagnated. It's not stationary. Hmm? He's walking. And He's working for you. Whatever God is doing, He's not doing it for Himself. Whatever Jesus did, He didn't do it for Himself. So if God is walking, He's working for your good. In fact, you might just imagine trying to capture the, the, the understanding that God is working for you. And if God is working for you, who can be against you? Praise the Lord. See, they will speak the word, it will not stand. They will gather, their gathering will come to nothing. Why? Because God is with you. Praise the Lord. No matter where they gather, they will fail. This year, 2024, you will see the mighty hand of God. He's working for you. He's making way for you. He's the way maker. He's the light in the darkness. He's the provider of all things of life. He is your source. He will sustain you. He will uphold you. And he will lift you above your enemies. God is your father. He's working for you. Somebody says, working for me? I have nothing to fear. Even in this economic quagmire, <laughs> he's working for me. 
And if God be with you, who can be against us? Can somebody shout amen? Amen. So, we easily learn from this uh, scripture on two verses of the Bible, the first two verses of the Bible, that the Holy Spirit is God, that He is always present, and that He is always moving. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's my first phase of this morning's teaching. I'm going to the second phase. Do you have question about that? Does anybody have have question about that? Praise the Lord. Is there any, any question in the introduction of the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Second leg, I'll, I'll give you Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Genesis 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Praise the Lord. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostril the bread of life. A man became a living being. Praise the Lord. So from this scripture, we see that the Holy Spirit is our life giver. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit is our life giver. In the Bible, the Holy Spirit is described in so many ways by different nomenclatures. For instance, it is described as the breath of God. So when the Bible says he breathed into the nostrils, that that breath of God is the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. So, it gives of, it gives us life and helps us to be awakened to God. It helps us to be awakened to God's word. God's word. Holy Spirit helps us to be awakened to God's word. So that passage we read teaches that God made man from the dust of the earth. That means God formed man out of already existing material. Praise the Lord. Man was formed from out of the existing material. And that's why we say that uh, the new creation is superior even to Adam. Praise the Lord. 
Because Adam was made from an existing material. But a new creation is created from nothing that you cannot hold. Nothing tangible you can hold on to say it was created from this. From this realm of the spirit. So if you are born again, you are superior to the first Adam. Praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. So we are created from the dust of the earth. But even though we were created from the dust of the earth, man is not the thing of the earth. The man is not the thing that came from the dust of the earth. God did something else to upgrade his being. Praise the Lord. The animals, the animals, the trees, they came from the dust of the earth. So, like, man. so at a certain level and at a certain cellular level, we have that we share commonality with trees and animals in some way. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But something makes us different. There is something that God did that made us different. When he was creating man, he breathed the breath of life into man. That breath is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. That breath awakens man. So, life to man is based on the breath of God. Your life is based on the breath of God. God breathed into us, that is, gave us life. Gave us not just life, his life to us. And this, he inspired us with his life. He inspired us with his life. We have his life. Praise the Lord. He gave us his life. So the major difference, he didn't give tree his life. He didn't give animal his life. But he gave them life. Praise the Lord. Every living thing, God gave, gave life, but it is not his life. But for man, we can say we have the life of God because the breath of God in us is the Holy Spirit. And we have established the fact that the Holy Spirit is God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, scientifically, I science, if you breathe in, you will also need to breathe out for you to complete the cycle of life. You take in oxygen and then breathe out carbon dioxide. Praise the Lord. Now, God 
breathed the Holy Spirit into us. If it stops there, if you just breathe in and you don't breathe out, you cease to exist. So what makes you a living being is when you now breathe out. Praise the Lord. In other words, God has given us his life. And for us to be relevant, for us to, 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 to exist according to our destiny, we need to give back to God by breathing out. We give back to God by the way we live our life, dedicated unto him. We must live according to him. There are people who are just existing, but they are dead already because they are not breathing out. So if you breathe in, God gives us his, 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 the spirit to live, to breathe in, to remain living. We must breathe out. That's so it, it, it calls for proper dedication to God. Serving God. Living for God. You are not living completely if you live outside God. And that's why those who don't have, those who have refused to receive Christ, the Bible says they are condemned already. Praise the Lord. They are not existing. You don't own your life. Your life is not your life. God owns your life. He breathed into you to receive life. You need to bring back to Him. Because that is the only way you can hold your existence. If you breathe in and you don't breathe out, you are not existing. Praise the Lord. You are breathing out, space, the the, the kind of life you live. And that's what pa- Apostle Paul was saying it clearly in the book of Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. He said, I, he said the life I live, I said, I die, he said, the life I live is not my life. I live for God, the one, the Son of God, who gave me his life, who died for me. Praise the Lord. He said, the life I live in the flesh is not it's just just ordinary my real life is that my life has gone for God praise the Lord that's Apostle Paul he was talking about the importance of this aspect of what I'm talking about that God has given us life and we are expected to give back to him that's giving back to him so living the life that is dedicated to him. Because our life is based on him. So if you breathe in, you will also have to breathe out. Because if you don't, you cease to live. There are people who are not living because their life and not dedicated to God. Praise the Lord. It means they receive life, they are not giving back to God. So when Jesus was saying that, 
And then you, the day I was, in, I was sick, he didn't, didn't visit me. I was lucky, he didn't give me and say, ah, when did you say, if you did it, if you did that to somebody, then you have done it to me? Praise the Lord. So living for God is it's all about selfless life. Living purposely to, to be a blessing to our generation, to people around us. Praise the Lord. Putting smiles on the faces of others. Happy to lift others. Looking around the church and saying, okay, this is what the church needs. Giving to the church needs. Praise the Lord. I said it like again. God specifically asked Moses to build a temple for him. He asked Noah to build an ark. Praise the Lord. And we have covenant kingdom partners here. And so many of us have not taken it as something important to to be part of. Praise the Lord. If you are not part of it, your name is not there. I say you are in the church, you don't care for the place of worship for God. You don't care that your money is there. The chart, I I saw it yesterday because when somebody brings the church, I think we have 297 so far, and we are supposed to have at least a million by next month. Praise the Lord. 297. We have not even got to 300 and so. Praise the Lord. And by next month, our, our rent will be due. You are not breaching out. Some of us are very, very consistent. Maybe two, three people. Praise the Lord. The Lord will help us. You can only complete the cycle of life by breathing in and breathing out. Breathing out means we must live for God by giving back our life to Him. The life He gave us is the breath. What we breathe in, we breathe it out. That is giving our life back to Him by our manner of life for service, the kingdom, for the society. Praise the Lord. Apostle Paul made it clear. He said, I have been crucified with who? With Christ. He said, it is no longer I who live, not be me. Praise the Lord. In other words, he said that my life is not mine. My life is of God. Praise the Lord. But Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith 
and the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Praise the Lord. That should be the basic aspiration of every believer. Praise the Lord. Living for God. If you live your life for God, you have nothing to fear. Because nobody can take your life. What it means is that your life is entrenched in God. He's holding your life. And that's why we say, if God keeps you, you are kept. Praise the Lord. Make yourself kept in God. And every other thing is nothing. Praise the Lord. If I give you testimony of what God has done in my life, you will be amazed. Praise the Lord. I'm standing here today not by my power because God kept me. And because He's keeping me, I am kept. I don't have fear of tomorrow. Because He lives, I have no fear of tomorrow. Praise the Lord. Amen. Life is not your own. Your life depends on God. And you must give back to Him. The Holy Spirit is the one who awakens us. And when He awakens us, He makes us aware of ourselves. He makes us aware of ourselves. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit gives us life. He awakens us. Number three, He makes us aware of who we are. Because God's breath does not just impact life to us, but we become a living soul. Praise the Lord. We become a living soul. Because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. We become people of reasoning. Number two, we become people of reasoning. You can reason. You can try to differentiate good from bad. You can reason something. You can reason to say this is what is something. You have the capacity to imagine, to think. Praise the Lord. Because His presence has made us awake. We have the capacity. We have, the, we have, we are people, we are not just people of reasoning, we are people of conscience. We have conscience. We are not just people of conscience, we are also people of awareness. This is the work of the Holy Spirit in us. That's why God is able to communicate with us because he has given us reason 
by which we can make himself what mean? by which he can make himself known to us we have the capacity to reason we have conscience and we have self awareness praise the Lord You know about yourself by the capacity of the Holy Spirit. The book of Job 33 verse 4. Job 33 verse 4. The Spirit of God has made me and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me what? Life. That scripture says there is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty gives him understanding. The breath of life that was breathed into man is what makes man a reasonable person. That's why animals are not reasonable. They can hardly be reasonable. They can do things anyhow. Praise the Lord. Because they have limitation in reasoning. Praise the Lord. For us, we can think. We can have arguments. Because we know who we are. That we are human beings. We can reason. We can imagine things. That is because God gave us understanding of ourselves. Through the presence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the wind of God. The Holy Spirit is, is God. He is the wind of God. He is the executor of God's will and word. He is the executor of God's word and God's will. Now, a wind is like breath. A forceful breath. Praise the Lord. So, when we say the Holy Spirit is the wind of God, we mean that at one level, his breath is gentle. But in another level, his forceful. Praise the Lord. He carries out the will of God and the word of God. Praise the Lord. He's forceful. He's the, he's the executor. You know when God was going to pass the Red Sea, what it, it was the wind. The Holy Spirit came into action. 
and blew and parted the Red Sea and they ran into two and they stood as a wall. It was in between holding them. Praise the Lord. So it operates as a wind. God, that breath is Him. And it can operate as wind in the physical realm. Praise the Lord. Now, I, 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 I want to do this before I, I run off. We all have heard God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's been, it's been misinterpreted in so many ways. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to give you the simple way you understand that the Holy Spirit, where He belongs, who He is in God and God. Praise the Lord. Now, we are all familiar with. Are we not? Don't we know about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit? That's the Trinity. That's the concept. Sometimes it is very difficult to explain the Trinity. Very, very difficult to explain. The people who use the egg, the egg to explain what they try from the human level. Praise the Lord. But it's not exactly what egg is. Because you can easily detach the shell of the egg from egg. You can detach the yolk from the what do they call the white one? Agumen. Agumen. Argument. 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 Oh, that's what they call the white one, eh? Okay. Ah. No worry, I will go to I will study that one later. Praise the Lord. So God uh, an egg has share, has yoke, and has argument. No, whatever I say it now, just whatever I say is correct now. Praise the Lord. Just so that there is a white part of egg. Uh-huh. Yellow, white, and then the shell. So if the the white is called argument or argument, just know it, it is there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, people try to use that to try to explain the Trinity. And uh, they try in their human level. Praise the Lord. But I'm going to give it to you from the understanding of the scripture. And I believe that you will get it. Praise the Lord. I will I will I say it and I do it. I will I say it and I do it. Now, what have I said here? Here, listen to me. There is I who has a will or who has intention. Praise the Lord. That I who has a will that has intention is called the Father. 
Now, there is I who says, who says it. He says it. I say, okay, let me say, I will do it. Let me say, I will do it. That's a sentence, right? I will do it. I will do it. That's an intention. That I, I, I has an intention. He says it. We do it. Okay? But it, when it is done, it's something. There is a force. There is an executor that has done it. Praise the Lord. So what I'm saying, I will do it, for instance. Say, there is I who has a will to do something. Praise the Lord. And he says it, I will do something. The saying, the one that's saying, who says it, we call him the world made flesh. And that is Christ. Praise the Lord. Now, and there is I who does it. We call him the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. As simple as that. And you see the same person. Say, uh, Pastor Chan, okay, okay. Have you done that? I will do it. It is me. I will do it. But three different arms are in operation. I, I have the will to do it. And saying it, that is the word. And who is the word made flesh? It's Jesus. Then doing it, the execution is the Holy Spirit. So, in essence, we're saying the Holy Spirit takes the world from the will and makes the world and the will manifest. Understood? The, the Holy Spirit takes the world from the will and makes the will that is the extension and the word spoken to manifest. We took that outside. That's, that's what Genesis 1 was saying. It said, it said, it said And God said, Let there be. And there was. God said, That's his intention. God said, As Jesus said, Let there be. And there was. All right. It is done. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit did it. Hallelujah. So there was there is a force that made the world to be what was intended. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. He has accused the will of God. He has accused the world of God. When God says something to you, the one that makes it happen is the Holy Spirit. And that's why it becomes very important to recognize the presence of the Holy Spirit at every one time. Acknowledge Him. Meditate on His presence. When you have challenges, thank Him for taking control. Praise the Lord. He is the executor. Whatever word that God has spoken to your life, it will, will come to pass. The will of God in your life will not fail. The word of God in your life will manifest. And you know, God is always thinking of us. 
He said, I think about you, and what I think about you is not bad thing. I'm thinking good of you. I want you to realize that God is thinking well of you. So in that situation, believe, remember that God is thinking well of you. And whatever thought that God has directed towards you will manifest. His world in your life will not fail. His world in your life will stand. His, your future is in his hand. And you will get to your destination. Your future will not fail. Nobody can edit your story. You will complete your story. Your destiny will shine. Your destiny will speak. And people will see the hand of God in your life. And people will see you and call you the blessed one. You will rise and shine. In your days you will rise and shine. In your family you will rise and shine. In your situation you will excel. There is nothing insurmountable to the one that is backed by the Holy Spirit. You are a force that can overcome every situation. You are unkillable. You are untouchable. You are indestructible. You are unstoppable. You will get to your destination. You will reign in life. You will shine. You will succeed. You will rejoice. You will celebrate. God Almighty is your God. You are blessed with the blessing of the Lord. The Holy Spirit knows you. He's working for you. You have nothing to afraid of. He said, what shall I fear when God is there? God is for you. And he's against your enemies. In Jesus' name. Amen.